0: This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest Keegan Odyssey. We, uh, we're getting there, we're doing our best. We are, um, I don't even know how far through the book we are now, but we've got past the England stage, so there's not much I left. I feel to like head,
1: his story so. m- m- accelerates as time goes on. I feel like his childhood and his time playing for Liverpool and Hamburg, which yeah. seems a fucking lifetime ago for us now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that moves slowly but then all of a sudden he kind of glosses over shit like I was at Fulham that didn't work out Wet then I went to England, England. Uh, didn't fancy it um, none of the so, players were English something some, some about Howard Wilkinson he's a bit of a cunt yeah. and then it's just all quite quick isn't yeah. it I mean there are other people who've had less eventful lives than him and the, their whole biography would have been 80% devoted to their time as England manager you Well, I imagine.
0: mean that's good because you know we don't really like the football stuff it's the other stuff that we thrive on yeah, so right. it's fair enough
1: so yeah, he's... the main reason that I, you and I, and presumably most of the Canters are interested in this book was his plans for a soccer circus. So circus,
0: that and uh, the mortuary.
1: The mortuary was good, yeah, <laughs> and, and basically that prank where Terry Matt dressed up as, as an Arab yeah. and tried to prank the owners of Newcastle United.
0: Perhaps that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, well let's it see, see what happens next. We might just abandon it.
1: Every day's an adventure when you're dealing with Kevin Keegan's life story.
0: So here we go. Uh, next chapter uh, he says when Manchester City offered me the opportunity to return to football management six months after I'd given up the England job I knew even before I walked through the doors of Main Road there were players within the dressing room who needed to be made aware that bending the elbow contrary to what they appear to believe was not actually a legitimate form of exercise <laughs> yeah. he speaks of course about heavy drinking yeah. which is one of his bugbears isn't it this is something that
1: goes like right
0: through the book he doesn't like drinking at all really uh, he talks about his dad coming in drunk a few times when he was young. And yeah. then after that there's a, a, an avowed aversion.
1: Yeah, it to must blues. be to do with that. But some people are like I'd that
0: to go too deeply into his psyche. But that's what we're for, isn't it, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I mean, some people it can go either way. Some people have dads who are big drinkers and that puts them off drinking. Yeah. And others have dads who are big drinkers and they just get sucked into that culture from an early age and we inherit the sins of our father.
0: Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree no. and that. Yeah. Yeah. But Manchester City, back then, we we're talking 2001, um, basket case of a club, really. Yeah. Which is ideal for our Kev. Yeah. And he anyway, he says, he talks about the drinking thing. Uh, there was a hard drinking clique at the club who seemed intent on living in the era when that kind of behaviour was considered the norm. Um, there were players drinking to excess, showing a lack of respect to their profession and failing to understand basic responsible conduct. It was the Oasis years of football. It
1: was, and <laughs> it was, wasn't it? And, you know, Manchester City it was, Oasis was an Oasis club. And yeah. so they felt as if they were being... They, were, they felt compelled to live yeah. the lifestyle of the Gallaghers.
0: Yeah, Noel Gallagher was regularly in the executive box at, at Main Road and, you know, Oasis gigs were held at Main Road. There's countless
1: videos of Noel Gallagher in the fucking changing room in yeah. Manchester City over the years under several different yeah. managers.
0: So the players must have been so stashed that. He's like their
1: club that. mascot, isn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah. It would be good if they did have a mascot that was just like a, an inflatable Noel Gallagher or a in, Noel Gallagher in, suit.
1: In, in an anorak. With a
0: massive head with sunglasses yeah, on.
1: Yeah, yeah you ever watched that um Supersonic the Oasis documentary yeah it's really good but yeah. what's interesting about it is it completely it was the beginning of the sea change in people's minds from thinking that Noel was the intelligent slightly more pleasant one yeah and Liam was just a, an oaf and it that documentary, which, by the way, both of them were ex on and must have signed off on,
0: yeah.
1: told a really interesting story of psychodrama and power plays. Mm. And you came down, any right-minded viewer would have come down entirely on the side of Liam Gallagher and realised that the reality was was that Noel Gallagher was quite a spiteful bully mm. who manipulated and bullied his younger brother, who was better looking and, you know, had the charisma and, and all the rest of it and yeah. really was the band in many ways and he was mean to him and he toyed with him and manipulated him and bullied him and in the end the band fell apart and then since then Liam Gallagher's become something of a national treasure because he says things that he he increasingly sort of says the stuff that we're thinking and Noel Gallagher is kind of come out as slightly pro-Brexit I
0: think they're both Tory some no I've way. got no time for either of them. Liam is not a yeah, Tory. Right? I realised the other day it's ten years since this split and they've been bitching at each other in the press for ten years Yeah, and I don't want to hear another fucking syllable about either of them.
1: What I'm saying is, <laughs> all right, forget about Oasis. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's interesting the way that you have one narrative yeah. that everyone seems to share about public figures. And then it turns out the opposite was true all along.
0: Yeah. I also think there was, you know, we saw that video footage of Liam Gallagher grabbing his girlfriend by the throat.
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, and that he's kind
1: of, you know, he's... That's not on. Fuck him,
0: basically. All right,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, and... and no, you have powerplayed me by yeah. pulling out evidence that, that I had not been made and, aware and, of.
0: And, you know, a statement came out and said that it was about nothing, something and nothing. And if you look at it, it doesn't look like it was about something. Or nothing. He's pulled a Charles Saatchi. And yeah, yeah. So fucking basically, I'm not interested in anything he's got to say, any of his fucking musical output. That's just fucking unacceptable.
1: All right, well, listen, so, I we didn't go. know that. I wish this subject had never come up. You've, you've got <laughs> very sane. angry. And you saying? You basically tried to make it sound to the listeners that I am someone who endorses domestic violence.
0: And I also heard that uh, Liam played at the O2 Arena in Newcastle last year or the year before. Yeah. And the morning after the gig, the entire arena floor had to be swilled out because it was covered in piss from his fans.
1: All his fans had been pissing on the floor?
0: Pissing on the floor, pissing up against the
1: barriers at the side. Have you ever
0: seen that at a gig? No, I've never seen that at a gig. And Little Mix were on the night before, and Little Mix's fans don't deserve that
1: they were on the night before though be No, sorry. be they were night no, after no
0: sorry the night after
1: well, they had wrong. to stand all those Little children had to stand ankle deep well, in, that, they, in the, the pits imagine the whole thing football imagine
0: the old place stank of bleach because they'd had to be completely swirled out that's horrible the only place the only place I've ever had um, a pint pot of piss land on me was at an Oasis gig at the stadium of lights like, so, who does that? this was right at the fucking back who
1: fucking pisses cunts. into a pint glass and then lobs it? cunts What's the mentality? That's no way to show your appreciation for rock and roll music. So you
0: know, maybe I'm tearing Oasis with a brush unnecessarily. Yeah, maybe it's, or maybe that's just endemic in their support.
1: I've never seen anyone piss. I've seen one incident of of pissing at a football match because hmm. you're told that on Liverpool on the cop in the olden days yeah. there was a there was a phenomena called hot leg because yeah. they would roll up their programme and put their willies in it and Pissed piss it it. Yeah and whatever that's what people say about Scousers but it I it happened
0: on the full We'll end at Sunderland as well I think it was everywhere yeah
1: so I, I went to I never saw I used to sit at, and I used to stand on the North Bank and the South Bank at various times in my childhood Upton Park I never saw pissing I think it's not the Cockney way <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Cockney's Pissing the, public the, like that. The,
0: the Cockney elders got together and yeah, decided I what and wasn't the Cockney way. <laughs> yeah, and they decided that pissing down someone's leg at nah, the football
1: isn't not the Cockney on. way. It's not on. It's wrong. I will
0: not have a pearly king <clears throat> walk out of Upton Park leaking of piss. <laughs> it will just not happen
1: ever. Not on my watch. Um, but I did see one incident, and it was at one of the greatest, one of the biggest Cockney events ever, which mm-hmm. was when West Ham played Leighton Orient, I think in the Cup, and it would have been the mid 80s. And I was taken along to the game by the Pyramid Games Steve Jones.
0: Yes! I love a Steve Jones story. Steve
1: we'll Jones. We'll get back to Keegan Trolley. Steve Jones took me and uh, my best friend Ollie, his son, to. Um, uh what what do they call their ground but uh what's Orient's game called? It's called Brisbane Road. Brisbane Road. Went to Brisbane Road and West Ham very rarely play Orient. They very rarely play Orient, right? Is it a rivalry?
0: Is it a local well, thing? Well, it's
1: one of those ones that's a bit one way. Yeah. So Orient don't like West Ham. West Ham I don't, don't care about Orient. West Ham sort of have an affection for Orient. A oh, lot of West Ham patronising because it's a, it's the local club, you know. It's yeah. a local club. And um, things got a bit worse when we were moving into London Stadium because they sort of had to get. Oh, the they wanted it, back. didn't they? I don't well, know. What they, were they had to do a with good that. argument about it because, like, we were basically moving
0: yeah.
1: f- right onto their territory, yeah. right? And, that, and he said, you know, Barry Hearn was in charge, and he was like, well, you're basically going to crush our club because you're going to take whatever tiny catchment area we already mm. have and just t- gobble it up. So things got a bit worse then. Anyway. I went to this game and obviously it was a cockney me carnival it's, a, it's basically never has that um, meme with the two spider-men pointing at each other been more appropriate of course that didn't exist back then but it was like no one knew what to do no, I don't know who to punch at least with Millwall you can smell it on them lot, you can smell that they're south of the river this lot just smell like us I just smell <laughs> of cottles and cigars. <laughs> and uh, it was fucking overrun because Brisbane Road's quite small and it was like everyone in the whole East End turned up. Mm. And like every cock me in the world was at this game. Yeah. And um, it was quite scary because I was pretty young and we were on a terrace and it was just fucking madness. You know, it was like you're really crushed. And... Um, there was a big queue for the toilet that was just insane. And I saw one bloke piss into you ready for this? Go on. His own woollen woolly football hat. <laughs> and I remember did it start just dripping through. Oh yeah, exactly. I remember being <laughs> nine years old thinking, Oh my sister, mate, what the fuck are you thinking? What do you think? You might as well just piss straight onto the floor. Why waste a good hat? <laughs> but Ethan. I guess perhaps he didn't
0: want it to bounce.
1: Off yeah. the and, and then also, spray everyone. Perhaps it was hiding his penis. <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing.
0: That was that was, the true crime would have been the exposure of the penis. He wanted to not hide the his, actual
1: expulsion his, his of the His cock me penis. And you you can't forget as well the important part of the story just for I end is that all of this took place I think when old Violet Cray was still alive. Oh yeah. And that was <clears> what
0: Made it would have been particularly
1: bad. Would have upset
0: and the penis would have been disrespectful and yeah, violent. Exactly, because yeah. I
1: mean, I'm assuming she would have been there. <laughs> yeah. She would have been sat in the royal box,
0: yeah. <laughs> presiding
1: <laughs> over <laughs> it all. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, good times. Different times. Where are we?
1: Uh, yeah, they were all on the piss at Man City. They were all on the
0: piss. Yeah, he said there was a major problem. My first team meeting, I knew I had to be confronted straight away. I told the players I was aware of what was going on it needed decisive action and my first move was to sacrifice one of the players whoa that's a bit fucking strong no to... ax
1: him <clears throat> but he's got to that stage we all... I built a funeral
0: pyre in the car park we
1: all get to this stage in our careers and lives Andy I, re- I would say you and I have sort of at it about now where you just go, Do you know what? I'm exasperated. I've tried to be a nice guy mm. throughout my career. I've tried to live my life right and I've tried to treat people fairly. Yeah. But I'm getting to the stage where I cannot suffer fools anymore. Yeah. yeah. And even Double K, one of the nicest men in football yeah. as he's he's had his experience with England, he's turned up at City thinking I'll give it one last roll of the dice and they're all on the piss. And whereas in the past you would have said, Well, what I did was, I got Terry Mackin and we started to do a weekly quiz to try and give the lads something else to occupy yeah, their yeah, minds that weren't yeah. alcohol. Instead, he's just gone. Do you know what? Fuck this! I'm going to sack one of them. I'm going to build a funeral pyre. Yeah. I'm going to watch the Wicker
0: Man. See how they did it on that and replicate that. Right, Mark Kennedy. <laughs> this is it. Mark Kennedy, whose name kept cropping up as a repeat offender, was the, the player had to be sacrificed. This wasn't straightforward because Mark was technically the best player we had. I only vaguely remember Mark Kennedy.
1: He was a winger Yeah, had played, I think, for Liverpool. Wingers are
0: usually big drinkers, aren't they? They
1: are. They have to be because they're creatives. yeah, And so their minds are always racing and you need something to numb it and slow it down. A bit like us. Yeah, very like us.
0: Um, This wasn't straightforward. He was the best player we had. But this wasn't to do with his ability. It was because I wanted to break up the gang of boozers and give them something to think about. Mark was someone I could get decent money for. Two million from Wolves. Um, And I wanted to send a strong message to the other players that crikey if they can get rid of him we'd better take this guy seriously it put down a marker yeah there we are lay put down, down a fucking I marker put down here. a marker yeah um, no Terry Mack as well again
1: I think he had Arthur Cox Arthur and I Cox. believe do you remember Derek F- Exactly. Yeah. yeah I remember because I, he was well respected and I appointed him as my you... assistant on Football Manager during did the you... same era right yeah. yeah Yeah. and did that help I think it did I did alright good we won the European Cup, in fact
0: Nice one. Everyone's won the European Cup, of football manager. Really? I think so. Yeah. And that's they, why everyone thinks that they're a
1: tactical genius. They built a statue of and me outside they... Upton Park. Did they? They built a cockney statue.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, don't think i have ever had that. Great. Um, yeah, football manager's the reason why you've got so many people that think they're tactical geniuses and they do all oh, these yeah. blogs and podcasts. Oh, and,
1: yeah. yeah. Like, it's quite obvious what the problem is. Yeah. His, his wing backs are not pushing up enough. Yeah. And the, As the, the play turns over.
0: These are the people who, who apply for actual real-life football management jobs and send their
1: football manager CV in. Like um, I won the Champions League five times with walking. I can't remember if I told you this. You're like this one, right? When I was doing talk sport once in the afternoon and you get a load of those kind of twats get in touch with you because... Yeah obviously you're talking about football a child's game a child's game and so you just really you say your opinion but whatever doesn't really i mean i don't know where the opinion comes from yeah how would i know it just comes out of my mouth (laughs) i haven't thought it through right (laughs) why should i i've got other fucking important things to think of like raising kids yeah right and uh then the the anorak brigade so it wasn't
0: a heartfelt opinion
1: nah i mean you just said
0: some words just said some
1: words and so you get loads of people jumping in on you yeah. and then pulling apart your opinion like yeah. you care. And you're like, pull it apart as much as you want. You may well be right. I haven't got a fucking clue. And a young lad on Twitter tried to engage me in a debate about this and I annoyed him by saying, yeah, you're probably right. I was wrong. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. And he wrote a great tweet, which I saved for ages to me, which he said really angrily. He went, <laughs> the difference between me and you is you watch football. I analyse it. <laughs> hey! And I'm like, yeah, well, you're probably right. Good luck to you, mate.
0: I was watching Sky Sports News the other day and they, they had an outside broadcast outside Old Trafford. It might have been Transfer Deadline Day or something like that and they were talking to some fans and one of them, you know, they were giving their opinions mm. and they were very strident opinions and they were heartfelt opinions and one of them went, this is this is Manchester United, this is, this is my family. Yeah. And I thought, what?
1: Yeah, you're no sad it's not cunt.
0: you've probably got a real family spend more time yeah. with your real family concentrate yeah.
1: more on them this is <laughs> a football club this is, a f- this is something you do at the weekend this is
0: somewhere you go to watch a child's game being played
1: let's be honest Calm down. it's not even about the game it's sort of like legitimised daytime drinking that's, yeah, that's, that's really at the is. heart of football supporting for most people yeah it's like it's a way that on the weekend <laughs> you can justify when Get your club pissed. are away and you don't go it's really hard to justify hitting the pub at midday yeah and just fucking hammering pints of Stella like you said. And some Charlie, which a lot of them do, right? Because you think, oh, I don't know. But when it's a football match, it's fine. So that's why you go to yeah. the football.
0: Yeah, this is me family. This is where I come to get shit-faced and fucking <laughs> snort a load of beak.
1: Yeah, snort a load of beak in a toilet. <laughs> that's what everyone does with their family, right? <laughs> and then go and shout swear words really loudly at strangers. Near children. Yeah. That's, that's quality family, family time. That's family time. <laughs> <laughs> football
0: can help me justify all sorts of things It's like you said yeah. the other day You spent five hours last Sunday watching non- non-stop football it's And like if it wasn't football You would not have had a nap. dreamt of like watching five hours of TV Yeah, yeah, watching five hours, else. having a nap I'm going to watch five hours of Heidi High Eating UK a Golden. big
1: bowl of crisps
0: yeah. for your lunch Football, it's killing society Yeah.
1: Jalapeño Jalapeno. Uh,
0: yeah, so he's got rid of Mark Kennedy. Um, he, he ends up having lunch in Hill after looking for an apartment. Um, and he wanders into a restaurant in the centre of Hill.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, the one we chose was called Up and Down. And oh. the same could be said of my heart rate when I walked through the door. <laughs>
1: hey, gee, look at that. That looks like a fun place. It's called Up and Down. It's a bit like me and my moods, isn't it, Gene? <laughs> yeah, it is, Gavin. Come on, let's go in and see if they'll do a basket of scampi and waffle fries. A
0: pint of prawns. <laughs> uh, the seem to be said about my heart rate really when I walk through the door to find a group of my players with a bottle of champagne at their table.
1: Fucking hell! <laughs> what the fuck is this? Shit, the bed! It's a bunch of my players and they're on the champagne.
0: Professional footballers with a bottle of champagne. One <laughs> bottle of champagne between three of them! <laughs> Uh, Steve Howey was one with Jeff Whitley and a couple of others god we got Jeff Whitley at for a while man alive um, the usual suspects and what I had been briefed all looking guilty as hell so Kev plays it cool Kev plays it like the cowboy that's just come into town yeah uh, I walked to the bar rather than creating a scene chose a table on the other side of the restaurant and without acknowledging the players I sent over another round of drinks with the barman purely to make a point
1: <laughs> power play yeah fucking amazing power play
0: I was livid we just started pre-season training they were meant to be working on their fitness and we already had a long discussion in which I made it clear there'd be serious problems if they didn't conform Um, they weren't drunk but they were on the way he says we'd barely finished training and I just underlined what I already knew these lads don't care in italics in my mind, I was already thinking I had to get rid of them. Um, so that's pre-season training. You know, big se- session of fitness. And then...
1: Going on with some champagne. On the champagne. On the champagne binge yeah, to, to rehydrate.
0: Yeah.
1: you got a lot of carbohydrate in champagne. And, of course, fluids.
0: True. so probably ideal, really, isn't it? For yeah. Recovery. It's better than Luke's head.
1: Yeah. And it's got bubbles, too, which keeps you all sparkly <laughs> and upbeat. <laughs> Especially when they go up your nose. <laughs>
0: Um, Steve Howie was panicking I've not been drinking
1: boss Honest He started babbling <laughs> as panicking. I made my way out He's the Bernard Breslau of the group isn't he <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no hell. The oh. boss is here oh, I think I'll just go and smooth things over And the other <laughs> lad's going Don't bother <laughs> Steve sit down it's fine <laughs> He's not sent out. He sent drinks over. It must be all don't right. Don't make it worse. <laughs> oh, no. I think I'm going to go and say something. Oh, fuck's sake. Eh? Oh, <laughs> hello, boss. Just to let you know, I'm not pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just lean on his table while I talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Steve knew me better than the others because of our time together at Newcastle and he understood the importance I placed on discipline. We'll talk about it tomorrow, was all Come I said. Then he did. He read them all the riot act, he says.
1: God, it would be um, terrible, wouldn't it? I mean, you know that feeling you get, I haven't had it in years, where you're discovered pissed by someone who you didn't expect to discover you pissed. Yeah. Good good uh, topic for the country. Yeah. I mean, it's not punchy, it's not pithy. No. Times that you were dis- discovered pissed by people you didn't think would discover yeah. you pissed. And it's one of the worst feelings, isn't it? It's like something happens in a bad dream mm. because you don't feel in control. You've got no idea you how you are coming across. You're doing your not pissed voice, <laughs> which you're very concerned that where it probably makes you sound extra pissed.
0: Hello, oh, good to see you.
1: you. Oh, mother! <laughs> what a surprise! Oh, grandma! You've come to visit <laughs> by surprise. <laughs> how wonderful! <laughs>
0: it's pretty much always grandparents too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. like you come back from an old year. A tea time or whatever nine o'clock and grandma's
1: there oh god Jesus I remember Christ. a girl I remember an old uh, girl mate of mine <clears> driving <throat> me home in the back of her van because I'd finished my A-levels and I would got really pissed up and she came to the pub I think she'd already become a builder so she had a right. van Whoa. and uh, she got me in the back of her van and drove me home because she thought I was in no fit state get in the van get in the back of the van she drove me home really sweet actually I really loved this girl and she uh, effectively drove the van up outside my mum's she hadn't been she used to years before she'd been my girlfriend but she hadn't she hadn't been to my house in years but she just remembered she got me gathered me up put me in the back of a van just remembered where I lived <laughs> drove me home and then effectively rolled me with all the kind of no nonsense aplomb of a builder, a builder which a is lady what she'd builder. become lady sexy builder she um, rolled me out the back of her van onto the doorstep, gave the door a knock, and then just fucked off. Knocked right? no oh, soul for you! Yeah! <laughs> Did someone order a cunt? Because <laughs> one's just turned up. No, you don't need to sign for it. I'll just leave it on the front step. <laughs> door fucking opens. <clears throat> oh, guess what? Grandma's turned up a day early. <laughs> oh! Hello, grandmother! <laughs> Yeah, lovely to see you I finished my A levels you know I'm a big boy now uh, I think I got A's in everything <laughs> I worked very hard you see I'm going
0: to go to university I'm become a professor mm. Would you like a cup of tea?
1: Would you like to give me some money To say congratulations For my performance? <laughs> The usual five pounds will suffice, <laughs> collapse. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, someone has vomited. <laughs> was that the cat? <laughs>
0: but a curve and more drunken uh, stuff. Uh, it would be an exaggeration to say the penny dropped straight away. Nicky Weaver was a crowd favourite at City, but another one whose career in Manchester featured too many lost nights. One story that got back to the club was of Nicky, worse for wear, walking into a kebab shop going straight to the front of the queue and upsetting so many people that one of the other customers took a swing at him. Another time we got a letter from one supporter telling us Nicky had been seen, blotto again, throwing up into a dustbin in Cheadle High Street after watching an England game in one of the pubs. Good stuff. Um, Jeff Whitley as well, who's since admitted having alcohol issues. So This is a very serious point Mm -hmm. We're not to laugh at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did not last long beyond my first season. Yeah, fucking Sunderland got him eventually. Um, and it took over a year before Richard Dunn, another serial offender, started to heed all the lectures and warnings. So, um, yeah, basically a culture of extreme drunkenness. Oh, yeah,
1: Richard Dunn. Because he had, a, obviously, a very good, successful career, I think, Captain Island He was and, Yeah, he was everything. one of them
0: who had a long and successful career in spite of looking
1: as, like someone who was on the piss all cup. the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, well, we'll find out, but I think Keegan sort of said, you know, you could go either way, you could either be a yeah. top top player or you could be a bang average one. Um if you stay on the piss. Yeah, that's what he says he's only when I threatened to sack him. If I could be a bang average Premier League footballer and be on the piss, I'd take it. Yeah definitely. Yeah. I'd go, fucking hell. What? You're saying that I could uh I could get a, I, could, I could still maintain a top flight career in the Premier League. Well you could. But what I'm saying is you wouldn't be a top player. You'd you wouldn't be, be an elite player. You'd be average. You'd be the sort of player You'd... who can just clock up a few hundred, quite a, you know, let's say 500 <laughs> career appearances. You'd be a journeyman. Like, fucking hell. What? Yeah, where do and, I and say And I don't have to sacrifice my daily binge drinking. <laughs> no. But I still get, will we'll be able to maintain a career whereby I earn on average 40 grand a week for the rest of my career. Yep. Yeah. I'll fucking take where that, way. Where I mate. say yeah. if it? I mean... To be elite, if I have to give everything up, I don't know. I'd do Sounds it in, shit.
0: I'd do it in League Two.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Well, in League Two, you probably, if you're a decent player, I bet there's some players in League Two who are getting paid ten grand a week.
0: I don't know. I was looking at the average wages recently, and I think League One average is about ten grand a week. So right. I think that would drop, maybe to about five.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if you League live five, two, five grand, grand a week, week or oh, eight, hey, twenty grand a month,
0: a quarter of a million a year
1: i would fucking take it.
0: Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I'm 47. It's probably not going to happen now. But I'll do the drinking bit.
1: Yeah. We'll just send out some letters, mate.
0: I will do. I'll just see. I'll just send me Football Manager CV as well. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. So he's talking about the culture of the club and everything at a change. Uh, Hawks back to Liverpool. At Liverpool, Tommy Smith, Ian Callaghan, and Emlyn Hughes would intervene if anyone needed telling.
1: Um, hey, stop that pissing about. Tommy
0: Smith, Jesus, yeah. At Newcastle, we had Brian Kill-Kline. Um I didn't see anyone for that role at Manchester City, though. The closest was Andy Morrison, who had a reputation for being a bit wild, but I couldn't get him in the team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just employ him as a bully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> squad bully. I'm appointing you squad bully. Are you up to the job? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs>
0: well, I got to play football. Well, no. I might put you on the bench now and again.
1: All right, I'll Brilliant. do it. <laughs> who do you want me to go and knock about? No, I just want you to psychologically intimidate them to begin with, thank you. (laughs) What,
0: where's the stick then? (laughs) (laughs) It was why I made Stu Pearce one of my first signings. Yes, I needed a player who could sort out the dressing room and Pearce, coming to the end of a long and distinguished career, was perfect for the role. We signed him on a free from West Ham and even at the age of 39, he was still a formidable player. You see him, I would say to the others, that guy broke his leg playing for his last club and tried to run it off. That's commitment. That's dedication. Remember that, and don't come crying to me next time you have a Grace knee. And there we are. So yeah, he, he he turns it around. He gets them playing. I mean, they were just in the championship at that time, as it is now. But he got them promoted. Um, he hit the top of the league on the twelfth of March uh, in that season, staying there till the end of the season. And they won eleven of their last thirteen games, so it was the Kevin Keegan soccer circus again.
1: It was, yeah, that
0: roller coaster of exciting it attacking, swashbuckling football. Yeah, and you know, the championship can fall prey to a team like that. It's happened a few times in the past where a team just plays
1: well, like, exciting
0: attacking football. Well, like what about when
1: Roy Keane took over at Sunderland? It was almost the power of his yeah. charisma yeah. that shot you into the division above, right?
0: And it was that self-belief that he instilled in the team as well. And once yeah. you do that, and once you... St- I mean, we were bottom of the league when he took over. We were 24th after four games or something. Yeah. And when he, once you get that, that snowball effect going,
1: yeah. you can't be stopped. That's why making a glamour appointment can sometimes work. Definitely. But it usually only works short short to medium yeah. term.
0: Yeah, and in the end, everyone hated Roy Keane and he had to mm. leave. So, yeah, uh, there was... Uh, only one more season to be played at Main Road, he said, before moving into the stadium that was being built for the Commonwealth Games. It was the deal of a century, a stadium that cost £110 million, being given to us for virtually nothing. I mean, you know a lot about this sort of thing, Sam, as a West Ham
1: mm, supporter. Yeah.
0: Being given a stadium that's been funded great. by the taxpayers.
1: Yeah, I mean, why and, um, what, Why not?
0: Yeah.
1: What What else? I mean, what would the taxpayers want Want done with it? I'd
0: like to see Orient have got it. But why Play, playing in front of five thousand people? Yeah, what well,
1: fucking waste of time that would be! <laughs> Complete waste of time. Is that it was the best, best um bit of tax expenditure that came out of the Olympics? If you think about it, if you think of the amount of jobs, jobs and infrastructure around that yeah. stadium now, it's Just, fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking filled with people, happy faces every second week. Yeah, there's all shops and bars and restaurants it would have just been like. Been... Was
0: it a dog trap before?
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Look, stop being Cockney racists. You think that everything's a dog trap? If you leave anything lying around in the East End of London for more than five minutes, fucking rest assured they will turn that into a dog trap. <laughs> They, they will not fucking hesitate leave your car unlocked leave your car unlocked you get back there's dog a load track. of fucking whippets running around in circles on the there and a load of shifty looking fellas in children all like exchanging cash really quickly and speaking in riddles <laughs> oh
0: fucking hell car car's being dog tracked
1: oh no not another one it's worse than getting a ticket at least then you just pay 60 quid yeah I mean it's, it, it's a nightmare getting rid of these dog tracks lot
0: <laughs> Dog trucks car squatters. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So, uh yeah Kev talks about the moving stadium. Um it wasn't easy for a lot of supporters and I can understand why it caused so much heartache. The reality was that Main Road was holding City back. It felt like a stadium from another era. None of the stands were the same height. All the stands should be the same height these days in football. Otherwise the players are gonna get confused and disoriented.
1: When I went to Main Road, I think I only went there once and it was probably I've been to a lot of grounds all over the country, big and small. And I think that Main Road was probably the most intimidated I'd ever been at an away game. Yeah. Because it was sort of in Moss Side. Mm. And when you drove, we drove there. Now, caveat is. I Was very high because we'd been smoking weed all the way up, which is bad preparation for an away game. Really bad. You should turn up to an away game feeling exhilarated and up for it, yeah. Right upbeat, upbeat. And it's just like (laughs) if you've been smoking weed all the way up the M1 and M6, right, you are you get there, you're tired, you're lethargic, and then you find yourself in moss side, and then you find yourself in moss side in really unfamiliar territory. And every fucking flat. Not the roofed, friendliest place. No, all the flat roofed pubs. We're cruising through the street looking for a fucking parking space, and there's blokes with like one eye, like cyclopses and stuff, <laughs> just stood outside pubs, fucking eyeballing you, squatting right down to look inside the car, fucking right? Hell. And I was like, fucking now, because there was a group of us, so everyone was like looking in the car, thinking, what are they up to? And I remember saying to the others, "Listen, right, because we were looking for a pub." To drinking as well, and I didn't fancy the look of any of them. <laughs> and I remember saying, Listen, I don't fancy going to the bum. They said, Well, what are you going to do? There's a couple of hours of game. I said, I've got some cans. I might just crawl underneath the car and drink them under there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might just turn the car to a dog track.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel out of my comfort zone here, lads. I'm going to look up local dog tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Main Road was a pretty rough place, but the Etihad is lovely.
0: Yeah, it's still in a similar area, though, isn't it?
1: But it's sort of not really... I mean, uh, the, it was surrounded... Main Road, as I recall, it was one of those areas a bit like Upton Park or Amfield that is right in the, middle of, in the old, middle of a load of yeah. terraced streets.
0: Yeah, and the new place, is, it's, in it.
1: is, is in, it's in a compound of, it's basically is, of like, glossy sporting stuff. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I don't understand. I've been to all these new stadiums, right? And whether it's the Emirates or the Etihad or the London Stadium or the Amex or any of these other ones, and they're all basically interchangeable in my mind. Mm. And like you say, they're all sat in a kind of a weird, almost like dystopian, but like... They're all like Canary Wharf. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when Star Trek, they landed on a planet that was seemingly idyllic, like some sort of yeah. utopia, but the people were quite village of the dam, there was a sort of a sadness in everyone, Yeah. despite that, that uh, superficially, it looked pristine and perfect. Where was it? In fact... Earth. Well, eh? I don't know, maybe. Wow. Where's this going? Fucking hell, mate. You've just blown everyone's mind there.
0: Planet of the Ups, that was Earth, wasn't
1: it? I'm just saying they sometimes went to planets that seemed yeah. like utopias, but in fact scraped beneath the surface and it was hell. Yeah. And that is what the areas that every new flat pack stadium appears <laughs> in that's where they are, <laughs> aren't they? Whether it's the Etihad or yeah. anywhere else.
0: Okay, okay. And Kev says he used to drive across Manchester to see the new stadium going up. That, that you know that's in keeping with the Newcastle fans that used to get their deck chairs out yeah. and watch the and new stand and watch the Gallagher end yeah. be rebuilt and of course Kev himself likes to uh, note where stadiums are and what used to be there or what's there now when they've been knocked down so mm. he's probably got a logbook, and he's probably writing down what used to be in the area where the uh, where the Olympic Stadium was he was writing down all the shops that were getting shut down and
1: Demolished. Oh Yeah, yeah. It's all up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so we can do a tour, yeah. Yeah.
0: He'll mention it later in the book. Um All of a sudden we were going to be in a dressing room we didn't know, in a stadium where we'd never played. I did worry that our home advantage would be pretty much wiped out. And we'll find out if it did get wiped out in the next episode. We've got about three pages done there. Good work.
1: But I think we got to the heart of many important issues. Yeah,
0: we are philosophical stuff. Which is really what Wait, it's about. This? yeah
1: you lost your temper a bit about that
0: yeah dog tracks
1: dog tracks pissing in hats
0: yeah yeah all, all of life's and the facade of
1: utopia yeah that not all dystopias look like post apocalyptic scenes mm. they can come in disguise as yeah. utopias
0: yeah
1: that's the important thing for us all to remember it's
0: all about critical thinking yeah think people don't be sheep
1: don't be sheep come on everyone wake up to different